Imagine being able to play poker without the fear of losing it all. Or knowing that your bankroll is protected and it's steadily growing. Or for personal finances, how about being able to take a vacation when you want, wherever you want to go, living life on your terms? What's the secret ingredient to living a free and fulfilling life or playing poker carefree without the thought of losing your entire bankroll, making the correct decisions regardless of the amount of money that you're putting in the pot? What's the secret ingredient? It's easy. It's managing your money, managing your poker bankroll. In my 20s, I was terrible at managing money, and my bankroll was essentially non-existent. My idea of a poker bankroll was intertwining my personal finances and the money that I use to play poker all in one drawer in the house or in one checking or in one savings account. I never separated my poker funds from my personal funds in my 20s. I did, however, sell pieces of myself when I wanted to take shots in tournaments. And I wanted when I wanted to play a tournament, I would play a cash game that I knew I could consistently beat. And I would take the winnings from those cash game sessions and then I would enter the tournaments. Let me tell you about 2015. And then I'll tell you about my decision of what I did in 2016. In 2015, my poker career took off. I had tremendous success. Traveled the World Series of Poker Circuit. I was able to amass $90,000 worth of cashes that year, including entering a $1,000 buy-in in Cincinnati, and where I cashed out and took fourth place for $35,000 and won a $10,000 main event seat at the World Series of Poker that summer. I was so excited. It was my biggest cash yet. To this day, it's still my biggest cash of 35000 I thought I was one of the best poker players in the world. That was the first time I'd seen that much money. I'd won that much money. I was on cloud nine. I'm sure you could understand my confidence level was at its peak. And I thought I can compete with the best players in the world. So that summer, prior to the World Series of Poker main event, I played multiple multiple events leading up to the main event, and I busted every event. But my confidence was still high riding into the main event. I entered the main event, and I min cashed. I turned that $10,000 ticket into 15000 You would have thought, that whole summer experience would make me realize I probably need to get back into the lab and work on my game. I can't afford to continue to play a thousand dollar buy-ins because 
the level of competition was a lot higher or the games were a lot more difficult to beat at that level. But I completely disregarded the the clear and obvious that I was not that good. I wasn't good enough to consistently beat these guys in these $1,000 plus events. But I, I had this surplus of cash that was readily available for me to use, and I was going to put it to work. So in 2016, I took all the money that I had from my poker bankroll and some from my personal finances, and I entered the main event. And what do you think happened? I busted the event. I did not cash. And I had to start from zero. I was devastated. But my poker career was taking off. I knew within a matter of time I'd have my bankroll back. So in my 30s, I became a little bit smarter. Decided to separate my poker funds from my personal funds. I was more organized. I tracked my sessions, whether it was cash games or tournaments. And I ensured I played with the proper bankroll. The flavor of choice for myself is one three no limit. I have a decent win rate. I know that I can beat these players at my local casinos. I typically keep my bankroll between 30 to 40 buy-ins. My buy-ins are typically $300 a pop for a 1-3 no-limit game. Now, the games in Maryland, they allow you to sit from 100 to 500. Me, personally, I like to sit with 300, get a feel of the table. If it's a juicy table, I add on the $200 to get to the max. If I feel it's a it's a competitive game, not a lot of fishes at the table, not a lot of spots where I can take advantage, I'll probably stick around the 300, maybe find another table through a table change, or after a couple hours, if I feel you know I don't have an edge, I'll just go home for the day. I have no problem taking the L or booking a very small loss or a very small win. In my 30s, I had a little bit more responsibility as well. Actually, a lot more responsibility. I now have a mortgage and I have a fiance to think about. So it's not just me back in my 20s just worrying about myself and really not thinking about what the future holds. But nowadays, thinking about I have bills to pay, I have my personal finances that I need to keep aligned with my long-term goals. And I also need to have my poker bankroll separate and intact just in case I run into variance and I run into a losing streak. Poker is a very tough game. Not only can the cards turn on you, but when the cards turn on you, you you tend to probably play a little bit differently, right? 
maybe pay a little bit more passively or pay play a little bit more aggressively if you're starting to lose, right? It depends on the individual. It depends on the player. But it's absolutely key. It's absolutely vital. It is absolutely important. It is, it's not a secret. This is what the pros do. They manage their finances. They manage their money better than the average or the typical player. And they also have the skill sets to beat the games that they regularly play on a consistent basis. They're in the lab. They're studying. They're talking to friends who might be on the same playing level as them or better players than them. Always trying to improve. Always in the lab. Always in the gym, shooting those jumpers, shooting those three-pointers when no one else is looking. So if you take anything away from this episode, is having a budget or managing your finances is absolutely key. However you choose to do so, find what works for you. But you have to be consistent and you have to think about the long term. Don't think about the short term success or this this poker tournament that's coming up. There's so many of us that probably rushed out to the World Series of Poker this summer, played events we had no business playing just for the for the YOLO mentality, the YOLO opportunity to be out in Vegas and one of the biggest what well, looks like it will be one of the biggest, if not the biggest World Series of Poker to date we have to fight that desire to to be like the crowd like the masses rushing out probably playing beyond their means let's let's live our lives a little contrarian let's buy low and sell high when everyone's selling the stocks and everyone's saying the world's falling apart the economy's falling apart Part, that's the best time to buy, guys. As long as you do your research, you find companies that are oversold and are valued companies, are growth companies, and that's when you buy. You buy in tough economic times. And we're talking about stocks here or any other investments where, you know, the sentiment is... The world's ending. Um, everything's burning down. That's the time to buy. That's when people become millionaires. That's where real, real wealth is acquired. And we'll touch deeper into that when we discuss finances. And we'll bring individuals on the show with more experience than myself. But I know the number one rule of thumb is buy low and sell high. And proper budget and money management is key. I hope you enjoyed this short episode. Please continue to listen. Follow me on Instagram. Leave a five-star review. I hope the cards are in your favor. I hope luck is in your favor. And elevate your life, style, and embrace the game. We'll see you next time.